Welcome to the Cracked Bubble Podcast. I'm your host, Asus. With me, as always, is Rodrigo and Matt. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing all right, man. You know, I got I got KMB pretty hard today, but other than that, I'm doing all right. Nobody knows what that means. You know what it means, Matthew. And Jesus hey, doesn't even and, know what that means. And, 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 I was going to say, and, I don't know means, what that means. That means two out of the three listeners know what that means, so we're fine. Just just the people in this conversation. <laughs> it, means I mean, I stay, it means I had to stay in Crosby for like three hours. Hmm. Just sitting in my truck doing jack shit. I don't know what that means. Can you can you be a listener of this podcast if you're in this podcast? So we have zero so. listeners then. I mean, I listen to this podcast. I listen to episode zero, but that's because I was editing it. Because you're the only person that has access to it. To be fair, <laughs> I mean, I can send you guys the link to it. So I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I I heard it when I, I I was there. Hey, real quick. I'm apparently my account has my history of events, and I can look through all the events and. Uh, the one where just the four of us played, uh, like me, you, Abraham, and Jay oh, Buddy, yeah, yeah, uh, got posted at 4 50 a.m. Good job, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe, maybe it's 4 50 a.m., uh, New Zealand time. Oh, spicy. Maybe. Why wouldn't maybe. it be the time of the event? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Also, Adam was in this tournament for some reason. Yeah, because you know he's racking up that experience. Yeah, I thought um, everyone needs to do that for us too, so we can rack up that experience. Uh, and then I cl- oh for upcoming. Oh, we I'm also not... we also need to actually pick a date to do the events at Scrub. Yeah, that's actually super important. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wednesday, uh... Wednesdays are kind of rough because like two two days back to back might be kind of hard for me with work, but um. I think that Jared guy lives down the road, mm-hmm. and he yeah. was saying, you know, he's he basically able to make it whenever. Yeah. Um, I mean, he doesn't run F and M. Do you guys want to just do it on Friday? Well, since we're like there most weeks on Friday anyway. He runs yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh on Fridays. Yeah, we. Can oh, that's true. It, we can do it after the Yu-Gi-Oh event. It usually ends at like eight. Like Eleven. No, no. Yu-Gi-Oh no. event starts at seven. Oh, it starts at seven. Yeah, it starts at seven. It's usually four rounds. So gotcha. Yeah. Is he still doing yeah, the Saturday Yu-Gi-Oh event? Time. Is he still doing yeah. the Saturday Yu-Gi-Oh? Mm-hmm. Uh, um. We don't want to do it Sunday because of strike, right? We want to be able to get both guys uh... going. Do we want to yeah. do, do? Do we want to keep strike going? I mean, I don't think we want to fight them. I mean, so I mean, it's, it's not really a fight if we just take you, me, and Asus to scrub because then they'll they'll have like three people left. I mean, you wanna you wanna keep you wanna keep as many of these like open I mean, I so that true. we can build so, so that TC so yeah, flesh and blood can do shit. You know. Well, I mean, it's because the the other reason why I mean, it's just it's what's most important is turning them into armory events. So I agree mm-hmm. that more more than running it concurrently is is it, or. You know, different different days of the week is important, but um, but man, that's just gonna be like fucking. That's just gonna be taxing, is what that's gonna be. But I mean, if, I mean, if that's what it takes, right? On Thursday, yeah. for sure. Make sure to mention it to uh, what's his name, Alan, and and the other guys at at Baytown to um, ask them what other days they are available. That that's good for them. Um, and start dropping hints that we're looking to run them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to the people that were playing the tournament Sunday about that, and then like we're finding tentative dates, and then we're gonna start running them as soon as we figure out a date. Yeah. yeah. All right. Do you guys want to start the? Uh... Look, oh, I already the... did. I already did the intro. We're already starting. Yeah, so. yeah but you can okay, kind of so like, 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 get on, get on, get on topic, right? Uh, real quick, I think Hayes is right. I think Dallas and Cincinnati are both sealed for the main event, but that's not the point. Yeah, so we'd only we'd only be able to do the the CC. Oh, that's fine. Like, then, for... then 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 I don't mind missing Dallas because Zara and I already said we're going to the Orlando one because she wants to go to Universal. The Orlando one's in November, and that one I know is CC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I, I thought her. I thought her about it. And she was like, "Oh yeah, I'll go with you." And I'm like, "Oh, you want to go?" I was like, "Yeah, I can just go to Universal while you're doing the event." And I was like, "All right, sick. That's a fucking all right." 
I got my two, I got my two callings in the books. <laughs> I mean, I'm still I'm still gonna go and play in the Dallas one. I'm just not gonna be happy. <laughs> you can just do you can just do the, the side events, right? No, I mean, the main event's gonna be like like we're trying to we're we're, we're you know we're trying to be pros here. So no, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. We do have I'll to be play. apt at we have to be apt at playing sealed as well. I agree. I mean, I don't think we do, but. I mean, we can easily do um, <laughs> fake seals, or not fake seals, but like digital seals on like TTS. Um, okay. What? Okay, so uh, hold on, I'm just letting it pause so I can cut this part out. Get a three, two, one gun. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the uh, Cracked Bowl podcast, uh, episode one. Today we're going to be talking about the Vegas calling that's happening the uh, second week of September, first week of September, second week of September. September 10th uh, to the 12th. Yeah, which we are all, because you're going, Matt, right? Yeah. Yeah, that we're all going to be attending. Um, this will be the first calling in these here united states and uh i think it's a really uh, i actually think there was one before it but this it is was... the first the first official in the new era <laughs> where you, you can where, just say where, this is the first channel fireball like, i don't where, uh, where daddy channel fireball is gonna is gonna lift this game you up need to... to edit out daddy channel fireball <laughs> i don't like also new era <laughs> i mean I mean, I'm pretty... Uh, well, yeah, there had to have been one before, but... I mean, the yeah, new the other era of Daddy Channel Fireball. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that, that whole sentence needs to get cut out. Uh, I mean, we'll, uh, I'll make a note of it. The editor may or may not take it out, so it just depends on how he's <laughs> feeling that day. Um, so we're going to be talking about uh, the Vegas calling, what we're playing, what we think the meta will be, things like that. Also, just what we want to see from Channel Fireball in these sort of uh, tournaments, because... Uh, we've all been to previous. We've all been to, you know, TCG tournaments for um, that are being hosted by several different people. Um, and so, do we want these to look like them? Do we want them to be a little bit different? How different? I mean, it's like not like the Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Super one where they stuck us in a room. Then, then I'm, I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so. I guess just to get started, like, what are we excited about in Vegas? And then we can just naturally talk about the rest of the things here. Um, I mean, I'm just excited to go play in a card game event again. Yeah. You know, like, we talked about this even before. We talked about this before you guys listened to my, to my, you know, to my wise words of playing Flesh and Blood that we just missed going to big magic events and that as soon as they announced like the first vegas one like no matter what event it, no matter no matter what format it was for like we were gonna go sign up and go and just like have fun and enjoy it and turns mm-hmm. out magic is hasn't announced anything they killed their pro tour scene and uh and now flesh and blood has taken the mantle of hey like we want to run pro tours and and you know like effectively these callings that are like old school magic gps and that's that's all i've been looking forward to so that's what I'm excited about is a return to um, kind of like the grassroots of TCG tournaments. Um, so that's what I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, I yeah, I'm just yeah. excited to just be back in a in a competitive like in a real competitive environment. You know, playing locals is one thing, um, but I mean that's. Like I, I mean, he, he, I never even really played like locals when we were, we were playing Magic, you know, because it's not, it's not competitive enough for me. I guess like I, I just love playing in a long tournament, and you know, playing at that elite level with quotation marks around it. Um, so I'm just happy to be back in that environment and, you know, to do, to go through like the, the preparation process for all that, just, you know, being there at the tournament, trying to, you know, not pass out from too much thinking, not enough, uh, 
eating snacks and drinking water, staying hydrated, the physical aspects of it, you know, all that stuff. I'm just, yeah, so I'm just excited about being back in a in a big tournament, you know, with, like, real money on the line, all $1,200 of it for first place, so. Plus I mean, the, plus, and plus the $15,000 yeah. card you win, but yeah, sure, I guess it's, I mean, if we're just talking about the middling, you know, $1,200, and sure, I guess it's, <laughs> Mega's not disappointing. I mean, I mean, the first thing that I'm going to do if I win that 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 gold tunic is just putting it in my unsleeved deck and ruffle shuffling. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah. Also, I mean, Vegas is fun. You know, that'll be fun. It'll be fun to be in Vegas. I've only been the just the one time, but it was fun when I was there. It'll be a little awkward because I'll be, you know, a a month into the new school year, so. Yeah, this will be my first time in Vegas. I've never actually been. Oh, really? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I I figured you and Kiefer would have just been like on a random weekend. I felt like I, f- uh, I felt like we... War Machine would have taken you to Vegas at some point. I've never actually, been that's to a the good Vegas point. tournament. Mm. Ah, okay. It, they run it like early February. Um, it that's used to cold, be cold months. solely a Games Workshop event, and then they started doing both. Along with oh Joel the the the, the Vegas uh, is it Nova no right no it's just called the the LVO right the LVO. Las Vegas Open correct yeah yeah there you go I've never had a chance to go there and I've never gone to Vegas just to like gamble or anything mm-hmm. mainly because we have like Charles um, that's fair <laughs> yeah so this will be this will be my first time in Vegas so that's exciting in itself and then. Yeah, I'm playing in a big event is completely different than playing, you know, locally, playing even in a tournament at at a local level or just grinding out games and testing. Um it's very taxing. It's both physically and mentally draining. And it's just a lot of fun to like put yourself on the line and and play for seven rounds 15 rounds or whatever it is and in a row essentially and put your metal to the test i don't think that's the saying test your metal yeah but i did it backwards mm-hmm. yeah i i know i know the saying you were you were you know saying maybe backwards. i'm putting my pedal to the metal and i'm trying to go uh are you trying to boost you're yeah. definitely you're definitely you're definitely just putting the metal to the pedal I guess that one fell flat. Yeah. I'm tired, all right? We're not all just on summer vacation over here. Yeah, I mean, mine's, I got three weeks left. I'm just trying to hold on to every single one of those three weeks. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess the other the other thing that I'm excited about is just uh, just knowing that I'm better than some random person in Kansas, you know? Or knowing you're worse. It, I cannot wait for Craig to show up with his like with his like where he cracks open his welcome to Wraith Hero deck and he just bodies you. Hey, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the first time. I mean I guess it would be the first time, but um but I mean I almost lost to that to to that one like little girl that was playing structure decks in uh in uh van- in the Vanguard open in uh was in I, Atlanta. She double. I really she, want to see you lose to four Iron Rut guy. <laughs> oh man. I mean, I don't mind losing to the four Iron Rock Cold Foil guy. You know. Oh, the guy who dropped a a, a K on his on his Iron Rut set. Yeah, uh, that's just flexing. He's not even there for the tournament. Exactly. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay to lose to that guy because that's Cause what he he's there. Because he definitely drove up to the tournament in his Lambo. And that, yeah. that guy's probably better than all of us. Yeah. Yeah, with his cold foil iron rye, his cold foil I don't know. Who's the worst hero? Azalea. Azalea. Yeah, cold foil Azalea, cold foil <laughs> death death render or whatever. Death dealer? Death dealer, yeah. But he's like playing it unsleeved. That would be savage. The iron, the the cold foil iron raw equipment set just unsleeved. And he whiteboarded it like Abraham did to his snapcasters. 
Yeah, we got to see if we can do that. I don't mind whiteboarding some cards. That'd be hot, dude. I'm down. <laughs> you guys are savages. Oh my god. So whiteboarder command and conquerors? Let's go. Ooh, ooh, that's spicy. <laughs> so uh I know that uh we've all we've all played in in a Magic GP, right? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, you oh, haven't, well. Matt. No, I've never played uh competitively in Magic. Yeah, you've done Vanguard and Dragon Ball Super, right? So, if you yeah. include like miniatures and all the mm-hmm. random card games I've played in. Then... Yeah, like yeah. versus system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like what and like we talked a little bit before we started recording on like what we want to see like what do we want to see from China Fireball? Um I mean I guess like to kick things off, like I just wanna like I want these to feel a little different than um than like their regular magic uh gps i mean we we were looking through like the event lists and looking at all that stuff we know that they're gonna have like the prize walls and the prize tickets and all that stuff like but i mean i'd want to see a little bit more uh more like flesh and blood like cutesy things i don't know give me like copper tokens instead of event tickets or something like that or give me a wider range of like side events or something. I don't know, but I think I'd want to see. I, I'd want this to feel a little bit different than just a regular like Magic GP. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm pretty sure this first one's just going to be a Magic GP. I'm pretty sure the first couple of them. I think that's, that's the way to start it, though, and, right? And I think yeah, I think that's, that's probably the way. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's what they know how to run, right? Um, and so building off of magic tournaments of the past and going from there uh we can start seeing more flesh and blood specifics and and more comfortability in running the event it's not like they were the first to run magic events right there was something to build upon and mm-hmm. they're going to use their experience in running all these kinds of events to to push flesh and blood further which i think is just the logical thing to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, do we? If we, mm-hmm. I mean, if we just take a look at a uh, at Magic history, uh, most of that stuff comes from the fact that once your game gets so big and diverse, is what spawns um these other events right like commander was started when it was just other edh and that got started by a couple of judges who just started putting singleton decks together and playing at gps when they were you know when they weren't judging the event right like like that's like the that's like the 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 old wives tale of how edh started and that just happened because like oh okay cool i get to i finally get to make a like a sliver deck because there's enough slivers for me to put only one of each in a deck right and i think i understand what you mean when you say you want like something a little bit different than like grassroots Mm -hmm. gps uh but i think matt's right where that's where you have to start and i think the 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 different aspect of it comes from when the game gets old enough that variation doesn't seem um like uh like heavy hander right? it doesn't seem like they're like they're pushing it because they're like running out of ideas it's more like this was a natural thing that that occurred like even from like a player perspective right where again the whole thing is like commander started because the players started doing it and it mm. eventually became that popular because the players took some took the core of the game and did something different with it so once people start doing that once people start taking the core of what's flesh and blood and doing something different with it that's when lss can start looking like Okay, like that's popular enough. Like, what we'll, we'll, we can do something with that, right? Or China Fire will be like, oh, hey, like you know, everyone here in the studio plays this this like you know fan made fan made version of the game. Let's let's bring it up to LSS, see what they think about it, right? So yeah. I think I think that's just gonna take some time. But other than that, I mean, I mean, I am super happy with just some like real grassroots types GP style tournaments of like grinding it out and sitting in a sitting in a you know in a lobby for eight hours a day playing nonstop flesh and blood because that's part of what makes us you know it's, it's part of, it's it's like our version it's it's our it's our real life version of like going on an adventure right like I love nothing more about traveling to these events than getting red like the setup is almost as fun as being at the event right like getting my stuff ready 
you know, finding the plane tickets, getting the hotel rooms, just hanging out with you guys, testing, uh, having, making sure that one of us has a backpack full of snacks and drinks. Yeah. Uh, like all, everything that isn't just playing the game is as exciting and fun as playing the game when you're sitting down at the event. Yeah, sometimes more fun because you just get crushed your first two rounds, and then you just feel like yeah, and then you, you and then you and then you just have a blast, or you have a blast doing side events, or it's Vegas, like go 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 down the road and get a drink and maybe gamble a little bit, right? Like or go explore whatever city the event's being held in, right? Because yeah. maybe you've never been to this city, like Matt's never been to Vegas, so you know, if he bombs out, you know, then he can all right, cool, like hey hey Matt, like you know, I bombed out too, like all right, let's go drink and then we'll be back to see us who's winner oh, or whatever. Whoa 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 mm-hmm. whoa. <laughs> Who's bombing out now? <laughs> like, like if you and me, we just bomb out. Like you know, you know, we, we play two chain players and in, in, in our in our first rounds, and they just absolutely crush us. And then, nah, yeah, we, we, we beat every chain player. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess uh, just because so, I was thinking about this as you guys were talking about it, because uh, I know that I know that some people were excited about Flesh and Blood. Some people like the lore. Some people like to be like real passionate about it. How many cosplayers do you think we're going to see? I mean, we're at minus one because I didn't work out enough to look like Bravo. So, Mm. but I guarantee you, if at if at if one of the future callings, if I get fit, you guys are going to see me look like Bravo. I just, I, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure we should we. I'm sure there's going to be somebody who is going to show up dressed like Chain with their chain sleeves that they no, made no, on No, that's on just Etsy. Steve, and he works at Hot Topic. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's got to gonna... be some, right? Are you going to dress mean... as Dorothea, Jesus? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I'm going to show up in full plate armor. Someone, uh, with, someone tweet at, at at Brienne of Tarth and tell her to show up to to this event just dressed in her Game of Thrones outfit. <laughs> get blocked. Uh, so talking about Vegas, I mean we're all pretty. I mean we're all pretty set on what we're gonna play, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, I was I was really waiting on Matt because I don't know if Matt was gonna show up with the. Uh, with the uh, with the Let's switch last minute with the spice, yeah. Matt's there definitely is... gonna be in our hotel room at like eleven o'clock the night before and be like, "Fuck, where'd you go? Should I be playing Kano instead?" I'd be like, "No, Matt, <laughs> don't sleep up Kano. Just play Prism." Fifteen, I'd say, percent chance that I'll switch the <laughs> night before we leave. Yeah. I mean, depending on depending on what I open from cruci- from my crucible boxes, there may be a fifteen percent chance that I switch to the complete wrong call and play Azalea. You should play Azalea. That's not the wrong call. That's the right call. <laughs> Definitely play Azalea. Okay, I I legitimately, wait. I think she's good in the meta. I mean, uh, I I don't think I'd go that far, but <laughs> no, I think she's good in the meta. I don't think she's a good hero. Maybe we'll see. So I will be. I will be. I don't know if magic's any indication. And like when you try to make those like, like kind of like like uh like Small we try to make meta calls like that. Like I don't know. It's just you have to you have to not only be able to beat the big boogeyman of the of the meta. You also have to beat everything else, <laughs> right? Like because everyone everyone's gonna be bringing in like oh like I'm I'm gonna have this. T-. Like, I mean I guess okay. Let me segue into this. We can just agree that Chain's probably going to be the the boogeyman of the meta, right? Like, I think he's they're going to be the most played deck. Yeah, right. So, so our 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 decisions are based around as see, seeing at least you know twenty percent of the tables being Chain, right? And that's like conservative, right? Um, I don't know. I I think Azalea still has a lot of shortcomings, and even if she does have a pretty solid matchup into Chain, um, I think she can play to Bravo as well. She and can, I think she'll be the second most played. I she can play into Bravo, but it's it's one of those things where I mean I I guess this isn't almost every Bravo matchup. If you just if you slip up once, like it's just so hard to come back. And some decks do it way better. Like I think Dory does a like a better job of coming back if she slips up once. It's like one of those things where it's like um there's a 
something that a lot of high level coaches in dota like to talk about is how many mistakes can your team make in a game some some drafts have to play perfectly the entire way through from start to finish and that's how you win because you drafted yourself into that right and some it's like oh you can mess up twice because you have you have x hero that wins the game at x minute no matter what happens in the, in the rest of the game right um i think azalea is you can't drop the ball or you just die i think azalea has to keep like keep playing like super not necessarily super ahead but she has to keep playing ahead and keep that like that, like that like you know that plus one plus two on tempo the entire time whereas i think other heroes are 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 allowed a little bit of leeway when it comes to that i would agree with that that makes sense to me mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i mean i can see that because i feel like a lot of like azalea is very like gimmicky um and it's just like you really have to know exactly when to sleep dart or when to red in the ledger or when to remorseness remorsefulnessnessness whatever this um, yeah so <laughs> and you have to know that for every single matchup so i think like yeah you're gonna have these like free chain matchups but i mean that's the that's the that's the variance in in these tournaments right whenever you uh whenever you don't yeah, remorseless. Yeah, uh, whenever you don't um, run into your your quote unquote free matchups, right? You... And I don't even think it's free per se. I just, I I think it's probably like it's probably like her her only real true like maybe sixty five thirty five maybe seventy thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so because I don't think any matchup in this game is free, with the exception of Prism Kano. But besides that, I don't think any matchup is like quote unquote free. Prism can probably lose the Kano. Yeah, exactly. This game doesn't have like probably. the the oh hey I'm bringing burn. What did that dude Steve up? Oh that Timmy oh, Steve up Soul Sisters. <laughs> yeah, you're never beating that guy. Like that you could play ten games in a row with a perfect cyborg and you're not beating Timmy who sleeves up Soul Sisters. Because the yeah. card, the the keywords in his deck pound for pound counter what your deck's keywords are right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think this game has that. I don't think this game has like um, that polarizing of a matchup. Um, and I think that's what that, that's one of the that's like one of the great things about this game is that like you never feel out of it. Like even even when I'm down like fifteen twenty or fifteen or twenty life points, like I never feel like I'm out of it. Like I always feel like I can have one or two good turns and I can just come back from it. Uh, I can come back from a deficit and you know keep playing and. Because I think this game really is like player player matchups where if you if you start you know maybe taking some safer routes because you're you're ahead that's that's a window for your opponent to start taking riskier routes and try and see if he can hedge his bets on like okay like he's not he's kind of taking it easy now because he's 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 gained a life point lead mm-hmm. you know he's left his you know he took his foot off he took his foot off the gas like let me. Let me let me let me take a risk here and see how he responds. And it's one of those it's one of those old adages in like especially like with, with like legacy and magic where it's like if you present a problem that your opponent has to try and solve, it's always better that you that you force your opponent to have to make a decision than it is for you to have to make decisions, right? Because in legacy or in even especially in professional blood, if whoever makes the most mistakes tends to lose, right? It doesn't matter necessarily what decks you're playing. It's did you mess up more than that guy because of this because of your play patterns and so therefore you ended up losing that game that you were favored in and i think that's what um that's what that's what i think that's what the kind of mentality that i'm taking to the tables uh, at the calling is um trying to play my opponent as well as playing the matchup yeah and that's that's like 90% of playing tournament games in general right mm mm-hmm. mhm and and it's part of what what makes playing a tournament so difficult is when you play in your locals over and over or play your friends over and over you get used to their habits but when you're just playing a stranger from across the country or from another country mm-hmm. uh you don't know how they're going to play you yeah. don't know what exactly they run like if you're a dory player and your local meta runs three twinning blades you might be afraid of that every game but if the guy next to you might not be running any and you can block differently or just play differently against them. Yeah, especially 
especially since like like Crucible Unlimited is coming out in July. So I mean, like since this game is not as big, the other thing that we have to think about is just like availability, right? Like how many people are going to show up with, you know, maybe, hey, maybe I struggle, I struggle against like Prism decks or whatever. Okay, well then, you know, I'm gonna, I like, I'm gonna be testing against like, you know, top tier Dory lit or uh, Prism lists with all the gimmicks and all the things. But maybe the person that I'm playing against, like, maybe they don't have that sort of, uh, they don't have the cards. You know, they don't have their footsteps. They don't have the vestige of soul. They don't have the. What's the but... one that stops my chain? Like the, uh, the light signal. The... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so well, I real, think. Well, real like quick it... on that though, I think that also boils down to maybe deck building because some some of the equipment that people run that looks kind of like quote unquote bad because it's not meta is there because that's just how they built their deck and maybe they're setting up a different a different playstyle even though it's the same hero right so um uh, i wouldn't necessarily go into it thinking oh like you know that dude's timmy from kansas and he doesn't have his vestige so he's playing you know x other thing it's like yeah but maybe that dude like just is doing something different with his deck right like maybe that dude's playing dreamweavers when we're not playing dreamweavers and his turn is oh here's phantasma 5 phantasma 5 big attack you know, block 20, right? Or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, that could also be like, oh, like, I have to build with the stuff that I have, right? True, um, true. So I so I think it still goes back to that, that sort of notion of, like, adjusting to, like, this game is really just about adjusting, adjusting to what your opponent's doing or what your opponent is presenting. Um, so... That'll be like, but yeah, that'll be something that we'll have to think about, or just like really, really work on like how to adjust, um, like our strategies mid game to match what our opponent is doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so I will be taking Dorinthia. Rodrigo, you're taking Bravo. Bravo. And then Matt, you're going to be playing Prism. Prism, with a fifteen percent chance of Kano. <laughs> no, I'm 50% chance of anything else. <laughs> it's just anything else. He anything else. No? <laughs> anything else. Okay, I'll make sure to have. I'll make sure to have like Azalea. a revelation <laughs> two days before, and be like, guys, I gotta play Ranger. Like, and you're gonna be like, <laughs> you've literally never played Ranger before. <laughs> or like, oh, you have to play Dash, and yeah, guys, but like Legolas spoke <laughs> to me in a dream. And uh, he said, like, look, uh, Matthew, you have to play Ranger. Don't don't listen to the haters. The Ranger is the way to go. And so I have to listen to Orlando Bloom and just, I got to see up Azalea. Yeah, you got to listen to him and just, they're taking the Hobbits to Isengard. And that just tells you <laughs> Azalea is the way to go. Um, I, yeah, I think, I think the meta, like, you, like we were talking about a little earlier, right? Like, sure, like, we'll, we'll give... Uh, chain twenty percent, but I think everything else is just going to be pretty, pretty leveled. Maybe more Prism and Bolton, just because they're monocles is the newest. I would be set. very surprised to see more than like, more than like eight percent Bolton. I would be surprised. I mean, I like. I guess my my thought process behind that is just like entry point, right? Like, I don't know. It's just from like what I've seen, like on Fab DB, like you know, from decks that people upload, like there's there's a lot of of monarch that that people like upload deck lists. And so I'm wondering if like if people just like um like oh people got into the game with their with like the monarch blitz decks. And so they already had some of those cards. So oh TC is just one more you know, it's one more copy of a card. You get more cards. You get access to more things. And they're just like, all right, cool. Well, I already have this chain blitz deck. Let me just add some more cards. Or this Bolton blitz deck. Or this Viscerai blitz deck. So I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the most played heroes turn out to be, like, the Monarch ones. Just because that's how people got introduced to the game. That's um. Uh, it's interesting that that you're going like the economy side of it because I, I 
I uh I tend to not think that way, but uh but you have I mean you have some good points. I I agree that Monarch was a extremely successful set in bringing in new players because Unlimited came out almost instantly after first edition and they had these like first they had these like first time blitz decks that you could just buy and that they weren't exclusive like mm-hmm. if stores kept ordering them they kept sending them like so there was there was the 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 floor for these blitz decks was MSRP and and for flesh and blood like you know that was that that you know like that was like you know kind of unheard of at the time but um so i mean i i i, I hadn't thought about it that way but now that you mention it like i can i can definitely see see that being a big draw to it it's like you know you know yeah so some guy got into the game in monarch you know he opened up bolton or, or you know or even levia right and he's like all right cool like i'm gonna turn this into a cc deck and oh hey the, you know china fireball i know i know about them because they they do other events i'm gonna go to the i'm gonna go to their events in vegas so this sounds mm-hmm. fun and that dude brings levia to the event right and and it's his blitz deck plus you know plus some upgrades and no okay so i mean i i guess you're right i i guess i can i guess i'm taking this from a from a more old school magic player perspective of like you know mm-hmm. everyone who's there is just playing the tier one stuff and, and and that's it everyone that decked and everyone everyone and only three guys who are the pros came up with a with a new deck last night in their hotel room and that's that's how they're gonna top eight I, that's how yeah. i was going into it and i it's it's more reasonable to think the way you're thinking after after we say it out loud because like yeah this this game still is fairly new so that's fair I, yeah I, I, Okay, okay, I'll give I'll give you I'll give you Bolton and Levia being more popular than I initially gave them credit for. I think and another I mean, big thing to look at is also just in general popularity and mm-hmm. mass appeal of the hero or class. Uh, it's yeah. something that you get a lot in in miniature games mm-hmm. and other kinds of games that you don't typically switch lists very often in, which is different in card games. You typically. Um, like in Magic, right? If you're playing Standard, you're playing a new deck almost every few months. Mm-hmm. But and you play something that doesn't rotate, like Flesh and Blood or like a miniature game, you might play the same thing forever. Yeah, and like so, I'll, I'll always take Cap in the Avengers. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, if you're a 40k player, like half the field almost every tournament is going to be Space Marines. They're just yeah. the most popular faction. Yeah. And so, if you look at a tournament like that, like I. I'm expecting a lot of people to play Dorothea, a lot of people to play Katsu, uh, just because they're cool people and they have just appeal to them mm-hmm. that some of the other classes might just not have. Like, if you don't like the shadow cards, if you're not into that kind of, like, demonic uh, subtext, are you going to play Chain? Are you going to play, like, Viserai or Levia, who have these, like, dark motifs? Um, or are you going to play, like, Prism, because you like Angels, which is a popular thing and in feet. Magic? And <laughs> and feet. Feet. <laughs> or are you gonna play Bolton because you love Eldris Elba and um and uh John Legend? Yeah, dude. Just yeah, you know, good look, good good looking dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the yeah. That's another thing that uh, you know, it's just like what what's cool like t- ninjas. So can can I play Ira in CC? No. All right. Well, what's the what's the ninja in? In CC, Katsu. All right, well, I'm going to play Katsu. I'm pretty sure you um, can play Ira in CC. To be fair, guys, that is how Abraham first asked me about this game. He's like, "Hey, so I heard there's ninjas. Like, is he cool?" And I'm like, "Yeah, like, here, man, just yeah, like, yeah, try it out. Like, you know, he's a ninja. Like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what else to tell you." But Abraham Please, was Jane. Abraham, like Abraham. Yeah, but Abraham got into the game because he's like, "Oh, there's a ninja there. All right, that's mm-hmm. cool. I, I like ninjas." So you're right. Like, there is a. I never thought about it that way, but I guess that's kind of what drew me to Bravo is like, yo, that dude looks cool and he just he just has a big hammer. Like, all right, like mm-hmm. I'll I'll try him out, right? Like, you know. Um because like in like in miniature games, like part of the reason why you choose the squads that you choose are because you you identify with them in some way, right? Yeah. Uh like Matthew said, space mutants are super popular because they're effectively just superhumans, right? Like, like yeah, like I want my army of superhumans who do superhuman, superheroic acts, right? The, the novels are all like, yo, those three space marines like took over that entire planet in about three days. And it's like, man, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Or it's yeah. like, oh, like I play, I play Tyranids because I just, I like, I like aliens and alien aliens that eat everything are cool. Yeah, yeah. So that. 
that that uh that appeal is something that we have to also keep in mind i guess i think i think the way you're thinking about it rodrigo is how most people are going to be thinking about callings you know in probably like two or three years i agree if the it's if the game like is a, like if a, the game like is a... goes yeah if the game grows at like a steady pace just because like we mm-hmm. don't have we don't have that like raw like data of percentages for metagames right like there also, is no there is no like you know we'll be seeing a lot more of that with all these like road to national events that are coming up because you know all these shops that are going to be running these events i'm assuming you know they'll upload deck lists and stuff like that to fab uh tcg and then you can start you know putting all that data into spreadsheets and making up percentages and just saying like all right well this is this is what our metagame looks like we don't have we don't really have that right like like my deck my deck information just comes from fab we DB. we have yeah. like a little bit of it but you're right but it's nothing like oh hey what do i want to play in modern even though i've been modern in like two years uh mtg top eight and i i can i can yeah. find the, the five best modern decks like instantly like yeah or they have a breakdown yeah. or they have a breakdown of like oh in the past two months like this has been the percentage of of uh of the meta oh this deck yep. is you know mm-hmm. you know 8.7 percent no you're right meta. you're right magic yeah. magic has that because they have years and years of of, of data and they also have uh, MTG online, right? Yes. So that's another. That's another. That's another place where they can pull that data from because those are, you know, challenges and weekly challenges and daily leagues and monthly super challenges and they just, you know, people can play that at home and, and so like, you know, they'll just churn out that data for wizards. So correct. I mean, hopefully, uh, Flesh and Blood takes off. Um, the way that we all want it to, and and you know, in a couple years we'll be having these conversations of like, all right, well, what are we what are we thinking about like as chain, you know, who is, you know, ten percent or like twenty percent of the meta at the Vegas calling compared to, you know, like, let's say if Dallas was, uh, was uh CC, then like, oh, do 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 we think the meta is gonna just to you know to try to beat that twenty percent of chain players, you know, all that stuff, so. Hopefully, hopefully we can get to a point where we can have those conversations because I like talking data. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess the last thing that we can talk about before we sort of end it today is just like how's how's testing going for everybody? I know Rodrigo, you're having a pretty good time. I need to get definitely a lot more. I need to figure out my deck list is what I need to do. I need to figure out what exactly I want to do with Dorinthia because I've been making a lot of changes to my deck. To my deck list and seeing like the cards that I like, the cards that I don't like. So, but how's how's testing been going for y'all? I mean, obviously we all test together, but just just tell me. Um, I mean, I guess I guess it's fair to say that I have the most time testing my deck because it's the only thing I've been playing, and I've been playing it at the at the armory events. Um, You're also the only one that has a completed deck true uh i mean bravo since like i mean at the beginning you know it was kind of rough because i just didn't really know how to play flesh and blood but mm-hmm. um i mean the testing is going well i'm i'm still kind of figuring out the nuances of the deck um i i know i struggle with attacking with anathos more that's something that i know i need to get better at mm-hmm. um like uh, I would I would easily say that's my greatest weakness as a rubble player right now is I'm not attacking with Anathos enough. Um, other than that though, I um, mean testing has been going well. I've been I've been enjoying Bravo. I think uh, I mean I, I'm 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 sitting I'm sitting pretty good with with where Bravo's at right now, and uh, I think moving forward. I'll probably still just play Bravo. I I don't see myself playing something else anytime soon. Um, I mean, I do want to try the Bolt and Saber combo in in both CC and Blitz, but mm-hmm. besides that, uh, it's I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm 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 liking Bravo. I like where my, I like where my Bravo list is at right now. Uh, I just I just still need to get better at um. At kind of like uh, reading the field and feeling okay with just attacking with Anathos and passing, so it's kind of like playing like 
like uh like early stages of playing blue white control is you 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 have to be okay with just saying land go mm-hmm. right so it's yeah. kind of like that so I, I just i just know as a where i'm at right now i need to get better at that and that's um but other than that other than that the, the testing has been has been pretty solid what about you matt uh yeah um so i've been playing uh mainly prism and that's why i plan on playing in vegas so it's pretty much what i'm going to be trying and only testing uh till then just to make sure i'm getting my reps in uh it's going all right i'm getting more comfortable with the deck uh i'm playing a kind of mid-rangey version of the deck where i'm not all in on heralds and i'm not all in on cataclysm uh uh why can't i think of it auras Mm. and like control variants i'm not playing like iris i'm just playing luminaris um and so the deck functions differently in almost every matchup it feels and I think the main thing I'm struggling with is I'm still trying to get comfortable with my sideboarding mm-hmm. uh, because of how much I need to cut in every matchup and how many cards in my deck are matchup dependent. Like, I don't need auras every matchup. I don't need all my heralds every matchup. And so it's just kind of figuring out what matchups I want every card in and and that's been that's been really interesting and um i was struggling a lot in some of these these faster matchups like chain or dorothea agrokatsu um who were just trying to rush me down and i would fall behind a tempo and just lose but as mm-hmm. I'm, i've been kind of testing and figuring out more of what i do and do not like in those matchups has been making those matchups not easier in terms of the matchup, but just more comfortable in terms of playing against them, where I now have a better idea of how I want to play into them. And so, yeah, testing's been going all right. I'm still kind of fine-tuning my list, which I'm sure we'll be doing till mm-hmm. the night before. And Yeah, for sure. Figuring out exactly my ratios, how many of, you know, how many auras do I want to run, how many times of divinity do I want to run, you know, just all of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm not playing with any sideboard cards. So, I mean, for a lot of, uh, for a lot, of, like a lot of the times that we play, like I'm not playing, like I'm just playing what would be, you know, that like core sixty cards. Um, and so that's one thing that I need to figure out exactly, like what should be, like what are the sideboard cards that I should be playing? I know I should be playing Command and Conquerors. I know I should be playing some number of Nourishing Emptiness, you know, Springboard Somersaults, like all those types of cards. So it's like, uh, you know, I gotta, I gotta land on those cards. But you know, those, those are the ones that were like, like you said, we're gonna be changing pretty much until the night before, you know, um. But I think like the main thing is just like I just I just got to figure out if I want to go like really tall or or try to you know try this like wide build that I guess I've I've been sort of changing towards um, and then just seeing which one I feel more comfortable playing and sort of just sticking with that one. Um, cause what I'm, about uh, what about like your play patterns though? Like how how are you feeling, Dorinthia? Besides the cards in the deck, like. Oh, I'm feeling like I feel pretty comfortable with Dorinthia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I mean, she's she's fun. She's fun to play. I like the fact that that uh, like I'm not the one that's really stressing a majority of the time in games. It's just like my opponent's the one that has to think about. All right, well, do I take this? Does the weapon have go again? If I block, how much do I block for? Um, you know. And I like I like I like that aspect. I like the I like the idea that like my opponent has to sort of just like deal with what I'm doing as opposed to as opposed to the other way around, um, and really applying that pressure. Um, yeah, yeah. You've never been a control player. I mean, I've like even even the control decks that I've played, even the control decks that I've played, I've I've uh, they've been more mid range than hard control. Like, I can play hard control, but it's just 
That's it's just not your style. Too, it just gets a little too boring. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, I, it's I, I like style. being I like being a, like really proactive in in like the games that I play. So yeah, I just gotta I just gotta figure out if I if I want to go t- like go really taller or you know try to go wide. But I mean, I, I feel like it. I feel like it's been going pretty well. I definitely need to play a lot more, get more games in uh, with the list that I have, so I can choose one and then work on sideboards and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it'll be it'll it'll be fun. I'll have fun playing um, at Vegas. So that's. Uh, I mean, I think it's hard to say yeah. we're all gonna have fun, right? And playing playing in Vegas. Mm-hmm. No, I refuse. <laughs> I mean, if you all, if you didn't want to have fun, then oh, okay, all business, all business. No I was gonna say if you, if you didn't want to have fun, you could just sleeve up Kano. Oh no! <laughs> if we were going to have fun, I'd sleeve up Kano. He's a blast every game. Yeah. Um. Sometimes you start at fifteen life, and that's CC. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, no, Matt, Matt, that was an opportunity for you to say sometimes you start at fifteen life, and that's fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a lot of fun to get your entire hand intimidated out and just dome for eighteen. Yeah, hey, you know what? You got to think of it this way, all right? Jimony took that took that stress away from you, you know, and just yeah, said, hey, you can't you can't block with any of your cards, so you're just gonna get to keep your cards. Yeah, I mean, it's complicated. Do I want to activate Kano's abilities or playing off the top? Do I want to oh, pop? Does, no, doesn't you can't even do any of that. Go ahead, just eat, eat all this damage. Like, oh, yeah, okay. just take 15. That's fine. I will say, when I played against J Money, I was like, he was just like, all right, hit you for 18. I'm like, yeah, sure. I go down to, or he hit me for 16, taking me down to 18, and he was at seven. <laughs> so on my turn, I was just like, all right, swing for six with Domblade. That's that's not okay. And then I attacked him three times. And you know, that's that's how it happened. So get murdered. Yeah. So hopefully hopefully and we can wrap it up there today. Um hopefully we see y'all uh every single person who's listening. Um three of us. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we see you guys at Vegas. You know, if you, I, if you I also hope to see myself at Vegas. I hope I see Jesus at Vegas. I'm gonna ask him for his autograph. Oh uh, you know, you don't need to you don't need to ask for autographs, you know. Um if you see us at Vegas, you know, we're, we're normal people, you know, just come up, you can say hi, whatever. Um all again, right, Matt, hardly Matt, 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 we need to we, <laughs> all right, Matt, 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 all right, all right, Matt. Hear me out. We need to pay someone to like 